Hi, friends. Merry Christmas. It's day nine of the 12 days of Christmas here at That Sounds Fun. My name is Annie F. Downs, and I'm the host of this little Christmas party. So glad you've joined us today. I have loved hearing from y'all about yesterday's episode with Amy Grant. I know, I know. She is that lovely. I know. If you missed it, and if what I'm hearing from my other friends is any indication, you're going to want to go back and listen to that one. Hey, the music in the background is from our good friends, Rend Collective. Be sure to grab a copy of their new Christmas album, A Jolly Irish Christmas, Volume 2. It is so good. And have you had the chance to pre-order That Sounds Fun, the book? Just a reminder that when you pre-order, you get the audiobook read by me right away. Well, I mean, right away after you submit your receipt at thatsoundsfunbook.com. Also, the first 3,000 people who order it from Barnes & Noble will get an autographed copy. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to take a minute and tell you about one of our amazing partners, BetterHelp. I absolutely love BetterHelp because it's such an accessible way to prioritize mental and emotional health. Here's what they do. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist who you then connect with in a safe and private online environment. You can start communicating in under 24 hours and send them a message anytime. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. With COVID concerns, it's such a great way to stay safe while also connecting with the help that you need. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional counseling and has clients all over the world. The power of the internet, am I right? And whatever challenges you might be facing, they have therapists who are experts in those areas of service. Whether it's family issues or depression, depression, anxiety, sleep challenges, or self-esteem. Anything you share with them is confidential, and it's really important to them that you make a match with a counselor who's right for you, so they make it very simple to switch if you need to. I want you to start living a healthier life today. Don't wait till January 1st. Start today. As one of our friends, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. Join over a million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash that sounds fun. We've got another great show to continue our Christmas party today. Our friend Ben Rector is back. He was on episode 130. And when we get requests for guests, Ben is always at the top of that list. His new Christmas album is called A Ben Rector Christmas, and it is lovely. It's so lovely. It's one of my very favorites. Hope you enjoy this conversation with my buddy, Ben Rector. Rector, welcome to the That Sounds Fun 12 Days of Christmas Christmas Party. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. You love parties, so how could you <laughs> resist? <laughs> I, w- I wish I liked parties more. I and know. I, think, I want you to go down this trail. <laughs> I think I, I really wonder sometimes if I would feel differently if my job wasn't so what it is. Because I feel like I am probably uh, in real life maybe a little like quieter than I would be if I was just like a banker or something. Uh-huh. Like I bet I'd be a little more like, oh, hey, if I just had the normal job. <laughs> and I feel like in social settings now, if it's people that I don't know very well, I'm not trying to be like, what's up, guys? Like right. I, if it's people, if it's like a group of people that I know super well, I'm probably more outgoing. But if it's just like 50 people at a Christmas party, I'm not like. Do you I'm not, move, not go as, into Ben Rector stage mode? At a 50-person Christmas party? Those no, are 29. I don't. No, you don't. See, I go into like, if I'm showing up somewhere that they don't, now our personalities are different as well, but I'm sure. like podcast host Annie, which is fairly 
fairly close to real Annie if I'm surrounded by people I don't know, mainly because I think that's who they expect me to be. Sure. Yeah. And I I think I, when I perform, it is still like an accurate reflection of who I am, but performing, it gives me like, gives me anxiety. And so like, if I don't have to perform, I probably usually don't. Yeah. And I, it's not like night. I'm not, if I wouldn't go to a party and be like super quiet, I just am probably not as like, what's up everybody. Like if, <laughs> if I, if I meet people, if I, uh, like if I played golf with somebody and they had never seen me perform and didn't really know I was a musician, I think in their minds, they're always like, how do you do this? Cause you don't seem like a super like crazy personality. All right. And I can sense them trying to be like, are you like, do you really do this? Yeah. And so, yeah, it's probably, it's probably just more like that. That's why we invited you on day nine of the 12 days, because in a party <laughs> scenario, everyone's kind of settled in and totally. everybody's on their second drink and yep. they're snacking yep. and then you show up and it's very casual. Perfect. So, yeah. And yesterday was Amy Grant. So you can now tell people Amy Grant opened for you. Love it. <laughs> very casual. Perfect. Very excited about it. Ben, let's talk about golf for just a second. Okay. I don't know much, but this is the conversation I wanted to have with you. How okay. different was Augusta National when the Masters was in the fall versus the spring? What was your experience difference? Okay, so I found myself more – I really enjoyed watching it. I'm yeah. so glad they did it. Yeah. But I found myself more thrown off by – associating I didn't realize how much I associated that with the time of the year that it usually is yeah. and I found myself like watching and then kind of expecting to look out and like starting to hear birds chirp and like there's like stuff is green again and I was like oh my gosh yeah. like this is so it feels so upside down I still loved watching it but I think the biggest difference for me was just realizing it's like having Christmas in like the middle of the summer where you're just like, whoa, like this, something's not right here. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm not like, it wasn't disappointing, but it was different. I mean, zoom that out, get, get theological. No, maybe we'll see what you do with this. Uh, get, get get something, zoom out on that. That almost seems to be the, the sign of the times right now is we're trying, but it's not going to be. Yeah. That's pretty pretty much exactly what's going on. Uh, yeah, I think it was a it was a it was a very fitting masters for 2020 where it's like we're making the best of this. Yeah. It's a little different than it normally is. I, I honestly hot take, but I kind of like watching golf without fans. Like it feels yeah. more like actual golf. It feels closer to like what it is when you play. So I like that part of it. Yeah. But a very fitting for it to be like we're doing this, but something's just a little off here. Yeah, like it's yeah. like we're we're kind of making the best of it. I mean, I think I kind of enjoyed the minutes I watched. I will not play to you that I watched very much of it, but the minutes I watched, yeah. I really enjoyed not having the like edge of my seat that someone's going to yell at the wrong time. I, I honestly, that's I feel that intensely, and the whole like <laughs> every everybody that yells right after somebody does something, I hate that person. I, hate I just, that like, guy, and I just want to be like, this is about you. You like. Don't make this golf tournament about you. Just enjoy it. Don't be yes. like, did you guys hear me yelling Baba Booey? It's just like, <laughs> nobody likes that. Nobody. I mean, does that happen to you at shows too, where you're like, I'm going to step forward and do an acoustic piece now. And Karen in the back is, ah! And you're uh, like, stop. It does a little bit. That I mean, me I feel like you've got like, you develop some some techniques of how to handle that. But yeah. I, I, I feel the, uh, that sort of, I don't know what you call that, that like the weight 
of the room being like, oh, what could happen? But at the same time, <laughs> that kind of introducing the chance for something to go wrong is also a big part of what like draws people in. So like anytime there's like a shift and people are like, what's about to happen? Like that's a helpful tool, but you have to know how to control it. Because if you don't, then it gets something weird goes wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. That's right. I mean, that is one of my that moment. The concerts that come to my mind are Mumford and Sons because they always do like yep. some sort of acoustic moment. And yep. you're like, dear everyone, we paid money to be here. Shut up. That's what and that's that that's the thing that actually if I could like com- and you would never communicate this in a live setting because it would like sour the mood too much. But I always just want to be like, hey man, like if I'm worried you're gonna yell, that kind of throws me off my game. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm responsible for like what's happening here. Yeah. And like if you throw me off my game, I'm worried that the people who paid to be here and want to be here are not gonna get the experience that they want. Yeah. So just like be cool. But honestly, for three that really, minutes and 20 seconds, that's it. Right. That's right. It. What I also find is if you do a good enough job of creating the environment, there's too much pressure for someone to break that. Like nobody wants to wow. be the person to mess it up if it's the right vibe because they're yeah. just like, they're going to hate me. And like occasionally someone will like do something. But for the most part, it feels like you can like, set it up to where nobody wants to burst the bubble because it's like a strong bubble. Yeah. So that, 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 that's how, if, if you can like do it right, then usually it works. Okay. I'm very interested in that statement. You said, if you introduce the chance that something could go wrong, it changes the atmosphere a little bit and it gets people interested. Cause that is true life round. hundred percent that I learned that had to learn that because when I was starting to play like in college and then like, Right after college, as I was like opening for people, a big hurdle that you have is people have not heard of you and you have to make them care about what you're doing. And even if you're good, if people aren't there to hear you, it's just hard to corral all of that energy and to be like, everybody be quiet and pay attention. Yeah. And I learned that the only tool, you know, like you develop sort of a bag of tricks to like work in different situations the only tool that i had that worked almost every time was to introduce a chance that people would see me fail like people everyone's like whoa be quiet be quiet so i've started i'd like make up a verse of a song or for a while like tried to make up whole songs which was a bad idea (laughs) on stage yeah you'd be like tell me your someone give me a noun someone yeah oh lord and then i I shortened that to like i'd make up a verse because that was the best (laughs) it was like you could kind of control that. And it's like, you can probably make that up. Yeah. But that honestly, almost every time everybody would be quiet. And I don't think they knew it was because they, because they thought I might fail, but that is what it is. Like yeah. if you introduced some stakes, people are like, Whoa, I got to see this. Cause this might go badly. Yeah. And then if he goes, well, you got them. And they're like, all right, all right, I'm in. Right. Okay. I, now I need to like journal, which is not what we have time to do right now, but it feels very real yeah. <laughs> to my life. I mean, during 2020, you did a ton of live stuff on socials. I did, yes. And at the beginning, you and John McLaughlin together were doing stuff on the street. I mean, what was the, tell me about that, those first few months. What was 2020 supposed to look like for you music wise? Yep. And how yep. does it look? Um, It was supposed to look, 
So we knew that we were going to have the twins this summer. Oh yeah, so we're talking was, about them. I can't wait. Yeah, that, that was known. But I was going to do, for the first time ever, an acoustic tour, yeah. which I was really excited about. And we only got four of those shows in, which is a bummer because like, it seemed like people were really excited about it. And it was the least stress that I had been about a tour ever because there's like no moving parts. Yeah. So we were going to do that. Was it just you? Was it like acoustic, like you and a guitar? Or was there it was, a, it was a piano? Me, Cody Fry. So it was yeah. like, we for a while, I would do some acoustic shows for like private, like for a company or for a college or whatever. And usually when I did that, I would bring Cody with me because it's just so much more fun. Because just acoustic, acoustic is not always like, that's a lot to carry for like 60 minutes. Yeah. And it was really nice to have somebody to kind of play off of. And yeah. honestly, some corporate shows are not great environment. People aren't like, they're just like there because they're, the top 50 salespeople (laughs) and they're not, I mean, that's industry-wide corporate shows are not always like super awesome. So uh, if it was ever a bad environment where it's like, these people don't really care, Cody and I could just have fun, like playing music. Totally. So um, it's supposed to do that. And then after that, I had planned to have kind of the summer and fall pretty much off. We had shows that were booked for the fall that were like random festivals and whatever. But it was going to slow down a little bit, uh, but not as much as it did slow down. So what it actually looked like was, and I don't, I, I don't know if I, I feel bad saying this because it, COVID is like serious and has really affected a ton of people. But in the beginning, um, it was actually a really sweet time yeah. for Hillary and Jane and I. So we've moved since the twins. We moved two weeks before the twins got here, which is a bad idea, but that's what we did. <laughs> But the the last from like March or like I guess February until June, it was like the last season of just the three of us yeah. and the last season of us living in the neighborhood that we lived in. And it was like the first time that I as an adult could really take a break without any like, oh, I'm supposed to be doing stuff because like there's nothing to do. Yeah. So it was a really sweet time. Like I was like, I'd listen to a record every day when Jane was napping and I would go like I had a sort of office. It's a house we used to live in that I went to work in and I'd like work there. It was a great rhythm of life. So um, on that level, I've been thankful for being able to make the most of this weird time. Yeah, that's what it's that's what it's I don't think like. you should feel bad at all for saying that. I think there's a yeah. lot of I mean, I, I just spoke out of town this weekend and people were asking me what was it like being home? And I was like, it was everything. It was yeah. great and it was hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, having the weekend rhythms that people like you and I got to have for the last year, I haven't yeah. had weekend rhythms like this where my Saturdays always look like Saturdays since twenty eleven. Totally. I, I haven't spent a fall in Nashville, like it was weird to be like, I'm like seeing the whole thing and yeah. I'm not, not feel like an airplane window or yes. a bus. Yes. Hey friends, taking a short break from this conversation with Ben to give a shout out to our amazing partners, Honey. Imagine this, you make a list of gifts you're going to buy for the holidays. I respect it. And then someone randomly gives you the money to help buy one. Okay, yes, please. Well, that's exactly what Honey is doing. They're helping pay for $1 million worth of gifts. 
You're probably wondering, now, Annie, is this the same honey you've told us about before that automatically searches for promo codes online? Yes. Yes, it is. With Honey, you can now also make a list of all the holiday gifts you want from certain stores, and Honey will email you when the price drops on anything on your list. Y'all, that's so cool. Just add Honey to your computer, create a free account, and throw some holiday gifts on your drop list for a chance to win. Honey's going to randomly select winners and give them the money to help buy something on their list. You guys, we have to make lists. In addition to some gifts I'm getting locally, I've got my eye on a couple of things that you guys suggested for my team that I'd love to gift them. So I'm adding that to my drop list so maybe Honey can help me pay for them. There's no purchase necessary, but you do need a PayPal account in order to redeem the prize. And sorry to our friends in other countries, it's only valid in the U.S. And this giveaway ends December 21st, 2020. So that is next week, you guys. It ends on Sunday. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash fun. That's joinhoney.com slash fun. And now back to our conversation with Ben. Talk a little bit. There's so many of our friends listening, I bet, own small businesses Mm -hmm. or are their own employer as you and I are. Mm -hmm. That lack of pressure, those first six weeks. I mean, because then the pressure was, oh, now we have to figure out how to make money in this. Right. But right. the first six weeks, talk about that, what that uh, felt like. Yeah, it was great. I think I, I also have an interesting relationship with my job in that I really love music, but it it is, for whatever reason, and I should probably just like figure this out for once and for all, but I feel a lot of pressure to like do good work and to like make sure that I'm making the most of whatever is going on but it's i can't imagine myself doing it at the pace i've been doing it for like ever i'm yeah. feel like some people are like i just hope i can do this until i'm 60 i'm like i don't know if i can do that yeah. but at the same time i'm no good at sitting still so i'm like have existed in this weird like well, how am i going to do this because like i need to slow down at some point but i don't know what i'm going to do when i slow down because i can't right. sit still right. and it was actually a really great eye-opening like first while of the pandemic because I was like actually this suits me really fine like mm. I feel great yeah. like so I, that in a weird way took so much pressure off because I was like oh like I enjoy the job that I get to do and that's great and in the season when either people don't care about me doing this anymore or I just like am toast and can't do it anymore like that's going to be okay too yeah. so yeah that that's that's what that first little bit was like and then the twins came in the summer they They're came so cute in June, they're very cute. They're, uh, thank the Lord, good babies. I was yeah. very nervous about that. Yeah. Um, are both of them? Both of them are easy? Yeah. I mean, I. they are not easy in that there are two of them. Sure. Two is a lot. Two is like roughly four times as many babies as one. <laughs> that math works out. Every twin yeah. parent is saying amen to that. Yeah, totally. It's Roy and Bert, right? Roy, Roy and Robert, we call him Bert. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit starting to pull for calling him Robert, but okay. I, I haven't, I haven't really said that out loud. So here we go. Well, well exclusive. Uh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but they're they've been better than I. I was just so convinced that they, like already, because I real talk, I was kind of like maybe two kids is like the max for me because yeah. I don't deal well with chaos. Like that's not I don't. Don't thrive in that situation. Yeah. Hillary is like, I really think we should have three kids. And I was like, well, I don't know what to do about that. And here we are, three kids. <laughs> three um, kids and two and two hits. Two, two, two tiny, tiny kids. Yes. But 
I so I was convinced. I was like, these are they're going to be really hard babies. This is just yeah. going to be the worst. And they've actually been really great babies. Yeah. And not like, you know, I feel like some people talk about their children as if they could like win a contest. Like, oh yeah, they sleep eight hours every night. Like they don't they don't do that, but they're like they're right. good babies. Right. What is Jane? So Jane is three. Yeah, she's like three and a half. What is she like with the boys? She's great. She like baby talks to them, which is funny because we don't do that to her or them. Right. So I don't really know where she picked that up, but she called them my child for a long time. Oh, She's oh. like, oh, my child. And I was just oh like, God. do you like watch TV after we go to bed? Or like, where do you hear this stuff? Uh, but she's great. She's oh. like, they're just getting to where they can kind of like, I mean, they don't really interact, but she's like messing around with them. And like, she's funny. Yeah. She, he enjoys it. Yeah. Tell me the difference. Can you feel a difference yet of parenting boys and girls? Or I is it just like survival for the littles? I think they are more physically active probably than yeah. Jane was. But it's also hard to tell what's just like them as people. I mean, yeah. they're just barely doing stuff. So yeah. like, you know, hard to tell. They laugh and smile a lot more than Jane did. Mm -hmm. Jane was a tough crowd to get her to laugh or like smile. And they're like, when you like, pick them up anytime they're like ah oh. so but I, I it's hard, hard to say so far it seems like maybe they're a little more like physically doing stuff but i honestly i don't really remember that clearly at each state like yeah, if sure. someone what was jane like at five months i'd be like i don't really remember i liked her <laughs> yeah she, she's great jane to me has always been an 1850s porcelain doll <laughs> I know she kind of is like, and she talks kind of like an old movie character. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, Hillary, your wife is an English like major professor. Yep, totally. So that's fifty totally. percent of all of yeah. their uh, DNA yeah, is going to walk toward fair. that. Okay, British. Can we just talk about the Great British Baking Show? I'm so in, and I, <laughs> I, I wish we'd discovered it earlier. But honestly, there was a while where we didn't really have the bandwidth to like watch a show consistently because yeah. it was just like if we could make it to the end of the night. There was not. It wasn't like, oh, let's like chill out, watch a show. It was right. just both of us like we're out. Yes. Did you but just yeah. pick up with this season or did you start at the beginning? Okay. So we watched, I think, season five. We watched the one with Flo and with Steven and uh, Sophie, I think. I, so I don't think that's the I don't think that's the latest season. We no. just like picked one and jumped in, and then we've been watching holiday ones oh, in the last. Little I while. wanted you to say that. Well, for starters, let me tell you, I am a mirror image of you. Where I just watched the most recent season; it's the first thing I've ever watched in the series, and I equally feel I can't believe I didn't start watching this sooner. And I'm so glad I have so much to watch. Yeah. To oh, <laughs> we the first show we watched in the pandemic was not very long ago and it was ted lasso and we blew oh. through that it was just like isn't it the I best mean, yeah like in however many days and then i was so bummed because i was like there's not going to be any more of this for a long time time and the great british baking show i was just like oh my gosh i have something to look forward to for like i don't know how like for a long time yes okay we're gonna do i just want to prepare your heart we're gonna do the great british breaking train and then we're going back to ted lasso okay great that's great. the holiday ones have you watched the one with dairy girls 
I haven't yet. We watched like 10 minutes of it last night and then I was super tired and I was like, I don't know if I can do this right now. But I, I, I haven't watched that show. Do you need to have watched the show actually? No, uh, no, because I also think you might find Dairy Girls interesting. But it's the reason it's great, that particular holiday episode, it's brand new. I didn't know it was brand new. I was just buzzing through them and then suddenly yep. everybody was talking about them at the same time and I was like, I'm not behind. They don't know how to bake. <laughs> Oh, really? I didn't make it that far. They, they were just like introducing them. And I was like, I haven't watched this show and I'm right. really tired. We should do it tonight. So imagine five characters from Grey's Anatomy on a baking show. That's what you've got. It's just five people who are not bakers at all. They're just British. They're just Irish, actually. And honestly, the one of the weird things for me was like, it felt like I was watching a movie about famous people, like famous in a movie where it's like it's weird because like i can tell they're famous but i don't know them from adam and so yes. it's weird to see that like it's like oh like it's your shtick and it's like i don't i don't know what your shtick yeah, is. yeah you don't have to so you don't have to know that well enough uh, you, the thing you okay. get to enjoy with that particular holiday episode is five people i mean the way paul responds to some of the things he tastes <laughs> so you need to be wide awake because it had me laughing out loud is uh is his name really paul hollywood i can't if imagine he, he was born that way I know. And then Hillary thought that I was just like being a jokester and calling Paul. It was like, because I said, like, do you think his name is really Paul Hollywood? And she was like, no. Like, <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, it is Paul Hollywood. And she was like, are you serious? I was like, yeah. And she like didn't believe me. And on the most recent season, he gets to like his 100th episode. It's wild. Wow. It's a great, I'm glad that feels like wholesome content that we can just yeah. dive into all winter. Oh, and honestly, it's, it's, what I really love, I love cooking shows. I love Top Chef. I love all that stuff. But I hate to say it, the just British atmosphere of it where it's like somehow they're like competing, but it's not like no no one's like crying or like freaking out. Yes. And everybody's like kind of self-deprecating. You can tell they want to win, but they're kind of helping each other. Everything's just so much calmer. Yeah. I was just like, oh, this is really good. Because I didn't realize how American of like cooking competition shows I'm used to where it's like, the rules are super important. It's like, drop your knives when the time's up. And like, people are like, I don't know. And then this is like, time's up. Okay, guys, come on. Like, time, I, 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 just, <laughs> I really love it. Yeah. And they're measuring grams. Everything is yeah. weighed. I love it. I'm yeah. so glad you like it. Okay, Ted Lasso is the other one. I've been preaching from the rooftops on every podcast I'm on. Y'all got to watch Ted Lasso. Just, uh, and like, I heard people, I have a weird thing where sometimes when people start talking about a show, for whatever reason, I'm slow to jump on because I'm right. just like, I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I heard enough people from different spheres all talk about it that I was like, we got to watch this. And I think part of what is so great about it is it's just like unabashedly positive and, and it's like a type of entertainment that I feel like there's not a lot of. It's just yeah. like optimistic and good and wholesome and like I don't know. And I'm 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 not like everything has to be that way, but I think part of the reason that people love it so much is cuz it's a breath of fresh air where it's yes. not like but there's a dark side or it's like super <laughs> it's like no, it's just funny and good and like I don't know. I think it's awesome. I do too. I and there's two we're we're guaranteed two more seasons. I just don't know when they'll get to film them. And I know. That's that that was the bummer for me. It's like maybe they could film it next fall. Right. I don't know. <laughs> right. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to tell you about one of our incredible partners, Causebox. Y'all, I absolutely love Causebox and here is why. Everything they put in their curated subscription box, yes, 
every product and brand in Causebox has a positive mission to give back and make the world better. Causebox brings us amazing products we can feel good about buying, and that is what I call a win-win. Their new winter box is out. I just got mine in the mail. It is full of over $275 worth of sustainably made, beautiful, and useful products, all for less than $50, y'all. I cannot get enough of the cozy cloud wrap I told y'all about before. It's so soft and comfy, and it's made from post-consumer plastic bottles. What? It is custom made for Cosbox, so you can't get it anywhere else. I love that. And this wrap alone is valued at $115 on its own, but my box also came with thick gold hoop earrings, a travel beauty pillowcase, some super warm slouchy Heather socks I love, and other great products as well. It's crazy how much you can get for less than $50 per box. And they are all brands and products that you can feel good about using. They ship it right to your door for free. And one of the most fun parts of receiving Cause Box is unboxing it. It's like birthday and Christmas all at once. So join the movement of individuals who care about the brands they support and the products they use. You can subscribe for yourself or for someone you love. Just go check out Causebox before their winter box sells out at causebox.com slash that sounds fun and use my code fun20 to get 20% off your first box. Again, that's causebox.com slash that sounds fun and the code fun20 box. I think you're going to love it. And now back to finish our conversation with Ben Rector. Ben, your Christmas album, A Ben Rector Christmas, is so brilliant. Thanks so much. I'm glad you like it. Thanks I for saying that. I really like it. We were listening to it this morning in the office. I've been listening to it while I'm baking at my house. Awesome. You threw in a Thanksgiving song that hit like, I mean, people went nuts for that thing. Yeah, I, I was actually really surprised. So I was going to, my manager, Greg, was like, hey, like you should really try to write some original Christmas songs. And I was like, well... I think what people don't understand about Christmas music is it's they're used to the songs. So you don't really remember how good they are. It's really like the greatest hits of the last like hundred years of music. Truly. So people are like, Oh, just write another Christmas song. It's like the last three songs that were added to the holiday music. Canon Mm -hmm. were Mariah Carey Mm -hmm. and then Wham and Paul McCartney and Paul McCartney and Wham songs are like, honestly, like very weirdly similar. It's like synth Christmas. And so I was just like, there's been a million people try to write Christmas songs and even ones that some are that are pretty good. And it's just like, I don't, it's just tough to exist in that world because the classics are so good. And I was like, maybe I could write a Thanksgiving song. So it came out like better than I thought it would. And I thought it would just be like, Oh, people will maybe like this song. That's great. And then as it kind of started to happen, like radio, like a lot of radio stations played it and like, it was like kind of rolling and I was like, what if this could actually become like the Thanksgiving song? So I, people reacted to it more strongly than I thought they would. I thought it'd be like a song and everybody was like this song. And I was like, that's awesome. Right. I mean, Apple picked it when it Apple that made it their like song of the day. Yeah. It was uh, Amazon. Amazon. I mean, that is no joke, Ben. It was, it was like, it was like on the radio. It's like a top 10 song. It was like crazy. Yeah. What, so what happens now? It's not like you could, will you sing that when you are on the road next year? I, th- I thought about that. I was like, I think in the month of November, I probably could. <laughs> yeah. Really, we did like a powwow after Thanksgiving because it went well enough that I think all of us were like, wait, this could actually, like if we 
pushed it for a couple more years, it's possible that it would just like happen every year. Because yes. a lot of the radio people were like, we got to make this a tradition. And I was like, from your lips to God's <laughs> ear. You're like, please. best idea you've had. <laughs> what can I do? Can I mail you like a body? Can I mail my pinky? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. But yes, we had a call. We were just like, what could we do to like try to make this happen again next year? So I, I would imagine that I will play it if I do shows in November. Yeah. That's a good month to do it. But I don't know if I could do it before then. But I would love it if it became something, any honestly, outside of radio or whatever, if it just became something that people wanted to listen to around Thanksgiving, that would make, I'd be happy enough with that. Oh, I just, I adore, it's so, this is going to sound funny. It's such a kind song. Thank you so much. It just feels very like friendly and understanding. I wanted it to feel like a, like a warm hug. Yes. You know, you did that. That's what you accomplished. If that was the goal, that is how it feels. And I, I will be interested. I, I wonder if it's, if it's the Ted Lasso of music in that you love that. I love that. (laughs) People can't see your face that you gasped at my response. Uh, But here's the thing in 2020, Ted Lasso is the medicine we needed. I think that will stay true in 2021. And I think that's true of your song. I'm a big believer in that I think like sincerity is going to come back because I feel like so much of pop culture in the last little while has kind of been like ironic and like not as much just like hard on your sleeve, sincere. And I kind of think that especially also with there being not just in 2020, but in general, a little bit less like human connection and a lot more like connection online or like digitally in whatever way. I kind of think that just like sincerity is going to feel wonderful for a while. I think that's going to be like the new cool thing maybe because it's just like so much stuff is a little bit cool and like irony and whatever. And I think that that stuff can be great. But I think that some of the stuff that started to connect Ted Lasso, other stuff like that, I think is people kind of like yearning for like, oh, yeah, just like good stuff, you know, human connection. Yes, totally. How did you decide what Christmas songs went on this with all those options? Yeah, honestly, half of making the Christmas record was just because it sounded fun to like to arrange and sing some of those songs. So a lot of it was just like, I was like, these songs sound the most fun to do. And I think the idea is that like my hope with the album is that we'll over the next however many years, add to it in different places and have like other volumes of it. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I think instead of being like, I'm going to wait four years and make another Christmas record, like literally next year, we might just like do three more songs and do another, like a different edition of the vinyl or something. Yeah. And so some of it was knowing that I was like, this isn't the only Christmas record I'm ever going to make. So there's no pressure. But a lot of it honestly was just like, these songs sound the most fun to sing. What a great, thing about how music is uh, created and distributed in 2020 plus is that you can go, let's add three more to that. And it just is totally. an upload to Spotify or an upload to right. Apple or yeah. Right. Yeah. That's brilliant. So it can kind of be a thing that continues to grow with under the same umbrella of a Ben Rector Christmas. Yeah. I think we're kind of honestly looking at it like it's like a air quotes brand where it's like, you know, not, I'm not going to do it every year, but like maybe every other year, just kind of being like, Hey, like we're going to do another 
run of the vinyl and another edition on Spotify that essentially will be, well, and Apple Music and Amazon, all that stuff, that'll be kind of like this another edition of this record. Yeah. Do you want to write more Thanksgiving songs or do you feel like that's the one? I don't know if I could beat that one. Yeah. I'd, I I would love, honestly, to write, uh, we joked about, I was like, I should just release as a gag the Thanksgiving song again with just slightly different lyrics for like every holiday. That's right. <laughs> Thank God for this President's Day or whatever. <laughs> but I, I do think, um, I don't know if I would write another, I think that some of that song was a happy accident of like no pressure, just like, this is maybe a thing, but I think as soon as it was like, cool, do that again. It's like, mm -hmm. I don't know if I could, yeah. I would love to write. I'd love to try to write original Christmas songs or maybe like a new Year's song or whatever, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe, maybe I'll come up with another one. We've seen a lot uh, this year in my field of podcasting. We've seen a lot of new podcasts get created this yep. year. And part of that, I think it's awesome. More we've got, there's, more seats at this table. So I love it. Yeah. Um, I think part of it is that longing for people to hear conversations and to be sure. a part of that. The other thing that I paid attention to during COVID was how much more people were talking about what they were listening to. Yeah, totally. And what is that? What is it about music that made it, made it feel better this year? I don't know. I really, I honestly don't. I don't know if it's uh, maybe like people had a little more time to like, soak it in because it's not just like oh i'm gonna listen while i'm driving someplace like yeah. maybe they had a little more time to purposefully like take stuff in yeah. i don't i don't know what that is i don't either it just felt really when i look back on the last nine months that actually went surprisingly fast so like so slow and so fast at the same time yes yes like the middle of june felt like it was taking forever but now i'm like oh we're done with 2020 oh yeah totally i feel the okay. same way when I look back, those are a couple of things that stood out to me as I was like, oh, a lot of people talked about what they were listening to. And a lot of people started making things that they hadn't been making before. Totally. Yes. Including in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, I think a ton of people like Hillary before the twins were here, she was like baking and yeah. doing all. I mean, she does that sometimes, but she was like doing a bunch of stuff. The downside of you not living in the neighborhood anymore is we don't ever get to see you um, roasting up muffins anymore. You used to go I and know. get a local muffin and toast it up and teach us all the ways, but no. I know. No, no longer. I'm, I'm on an oatmeal kick now. Can't, I also what? realized it probably wasn't like maybe the healthiest thing to have a muffin every day because muffins are really just cake. <laughs> so. Truly. They are, they are condensed sized cake. Yeah. So I've, 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 I've turned over a new leaf. I've been doing muffins. Uh, no, oatmeal. sorry, oatmeal. Yeah. What 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 do you do? Do you put fruit in it? What's your oatmeal story? Well, so this is um, a hot take right here. Yeah, it is. Uh, so there's a, I think it's just Quaker oatmeal, and they've got maple brown sugar, which yes. I is, I like. But I'll do the just one packet of it. Not a lot of uh, not a ton of meat, and not a lot of calories in there. Yeah. So I do two packets, and this is I probably shouldn't say this. With one of the packets, because it got a little too sweet with two, we have like a very fine, tight strainer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a wire mesh one. Yeah. Not like it's, there's the pasta ones with big holes, and then this is like a, like a wire. Yeah. I will dump the second of packet. Oh my gosh. Into the wire mesh strainer and shake out some of the sugar. Sugar. And then put it in. And then I will do like a tablespoon of peanut butter on top of the oatmeal 
is then it like really sticks to my ribs and occasionally a sprinkle of salt on top. That's, oh, wow. Wow. Those are the, that, that's a Friday look, that sprinkle of it, salt on top. Yep. But it's nice because it's like, it's pretty healthy, but it's also like sticks, sticks to your ribs a little bit. It's like, I don't, I'm not like super hungry for lunch because the peanut butter. It's great. I, I look forward to it every morning. I am so appreciative that you sift out your own sugar. I mean, well, and it, it was the kind of thing where I was like, I'm putting peanut butter on this. And honestly, two packets, what really happened was we ran out of the Quaker and like we had just like normal oats and I ate those for like a couple weeks. And then when I went back to the Quaker, I was like, whoa, whoa this is so sweet. sweet. Yeah. So, but I like, I really like the oats they use. Yeah. Like, it's, a good, it's a nice oat. So I was like, how could I do this? And I was like, I could just strain the sugar out of one of them. And so that's what I started doing. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's great. That's, that's, that's probably way, way too crazy. Too much information. No, I mean, welcome to the difference between when you used to do radio interviews and when you do podcasting. It's just very right. different. Oh, <laughs> We've we, never we, gotten we, all the way to oatmeal. We can get deep here. That's right. Uh, what are y'all doing for Christmas? Will y'all go home? No, we're going to stay here with the twin. I think between like COVID and the, regardless of COVID, if we had just the twins, I don't think we'd be going anywhere because like yeah. travel with them sounds pretty difficult yeah. <laughs> yeah. so i will we'll, we'll be here yeah. holidays in nashville yeah that's i did some holidays in nashville this year too and it is it's different and it's good and it's i mean it's yeah. just very different yeah it is okay it is. we'll be all right yeah. ben is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to make sure we cover i mean i'm i, I got all I, the way to oatmeal yeah i'm but i'm, but I'm, I'm Nothing that I'm like, I really wanted to talk about this. I'm down to talk about whatever. You're like, Annie, there are eight things that I've been meaning to talk with you about. Yeah. Man, I miss seeing y'all in the neighborhood, by the way. I know. Honestly, we miss the people there. Like, that's the that's the one bummer is that it's like, oh, I used to just run into a bunch of people. So that's, that is a bummer. But The new house is good? Yeah. It's honestly, we really love it. It's a little bit, so we didn't like, build it it was like a home that was built and then we bought it yeah so some of it that maybe like i would have done a little bit differently it's like a, transparently it's a little bit like big white house and like mm -hmm. i don't know if we would have done that quite as much mm -hmm. but for the excuse me the stage of life we're in i was just like man we really want to be in this neighborhood and i don't think we have the bandwidth to try to like let's build a house. Yeah, it's just like, totally. I think it's a bad use of our time and my time also just like, I don't want to, for someone to be like, Hey man, how's the new record coming? And be like, ah, I've been making a lot of decisions about like tile and Countertops, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that would go well. It's been super great as like to have a little more space yeah. because our old house, we really loved it. But to imagine uh, five people in like yeah. our living room, it's just like, there's no way that could have worked. Right. So, We've really, really liked it. Um, and there's some of it that you're just like, oh yeah, like this is this is okay, even though yeah. it's probably a little bit different than yeah. at very first it felt too grown up. It's like, are we these people? And I think we still feel right. like that, but it's also like we're also people that have five people living in this house. Yes. So like, yeah, we're these that's people. one of the early my early thoughts during COVID is I was like, We're the grown-ups here. Like totally. we're the ones who are supposed to help everyone figure out what to do. I'm not the me? Oh, okay. Well, I better figure it out because people are asking me to be the grown up. 
No, well, that was that was a, a very real shift as soon as the twins were here. I was just like, this is like, I mean, it's full on adulthood with Jane, but then with two more, it's like, wow, this is real adulthood. For <laughs> this sure. is really, really it. Well, Ben, thanks for making the Ben Rector Christmas album. We, I just Absolutely. love it. I can't wait for our friends who, I mean, most of our friends are huge fans of yours already, so they're listening. But if they aren't, they should grab it. Um, the last question we always ask, because mm. the show is called That Sounds Fun. Tell me what mm. y'all are doing for fun. <laughs> um, you're like what's that yeah I every once in a while I can sneak away and play a round of golf that's like that's wonderful but just for fun right now I mean literally with it getting dark so early and with the twins oh. sometimes like the other day at the end of the day I was like Jane get in the car we're just gonna you and I go drive because like yeah. I wanted to give Hillary a little break and also Jane was kind of bouncing off the walls so I mean like I, I repeated that again we picked up dinner from like a very far away restaurant like the farthest <laughs> away restaurant that I could think of and I was like Jane guess where we're going just the depths of East Nashville right dinner <laughs> Because it's going to take this round trip is going to take us, I don't hour. know, 45 yeah. minutes, an hour. Yeah. So that that's kind of been it. And then watching the Great British Baking Show. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready for us to start seeing what you bake in response to what you're seeing. Uh, I mean, H Hillary is actually a very good baker. Yeah. So like, I, it's probably going to be her more baking than me, but I don't know. I, I also hate to say this. I've never liked a cooking show so much and not wanted to eat almost anything they're making. So much passion Just fruit. The flavor profiles, I hate to say this, but I want to be like, I feel like you guys have bad taste. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the building blocks of this look so good, like the bread, the cake, the yeah. whatever. And then everything you're choosing to put into it feels fundamentally wrong to me. Yeah. And not like just not what I'm used to. It's just like, that's a bad combo. That's, yeah, like, that's you don't, not going to do it. put so much fruit in that. Yes. Just don't do that. And they don't even have the twist. Like, I like watching the Food Network has a spring baking championship, a holiday baking championship. I like watching that one. And they always get a twist halfway through. Like, you have to add yeah. rosemary. And you got yeah. And that always is a pain. But that doesn't happen on the Great British bake Baking Show. And I'm like, stop using that same fruit. And, and it's so rare that I feel like I've said a couple times where I'm like, I actually would like to try a bite of that. I mean, like, I'd like to try some of all of it, but it just feels like these great bakers making these great cakes. And then they're like, what if we put like licorice and rose water in this? And it's like, no, <laughs> no, don't do that. Like if you were so close to this being good and it's so much of it, it's like yeah. rare. That I'm like that looks really yes, good. Yes. Yes. I want to hear your thoughts after you watch the dairy girls episode. Okay. It's I'll, just going to be know. enjoyable. Thanks for doing this today, bud. Merry Absolutely. Christmas. Good to talk to you. Merry Christmas to you. Friends, isn't he just the best? My gracious, I love it. And love talking Great British Baking Show. Love hearing about golf because I'm learning. And I just love talking to Ben. He's just the best. Be sure you follow him on Instagram. Tell him thanks for being on the show today. Check out pictures of those cute little twins, you guys, the twins. And if you have not started listening to A Ben Rector Christmas, start today. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Any up downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you find me. And I'm Annie Updowns TSF. Like that sounds fun on YouTube. <sighs> Friends, I think that's it for me today. We are nine days into a Christmas party. We got three more to go. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I'll do the same. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Day 10 of our 12 days of Christmas is a classic 
favorite in our 12 Days of Christmas. My friends Jen and Jamie are back to talk about our favorite Hallmark Christmas movies. But we've also got one of the stars of Hallmark, Nikki DeLoach. She will be with us too. I cannot wait for y'all to hear this one. Most researched episode of the whole year, hands down. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow.